Hello, Stacy. Happy Friday. Ahoy. <laughs> so, this so this is take two, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happens when you do it on your phones, I guess. You can do that sort of thing. Yeah, and we are the home of professional podcasting. We so. wouldn't want anything less than the best. Right. We want to get it done. We want to get it right. I did realize when I was when I was uh, uh, starting this up that I have no idea what we're talking about this week. <laughs> well, so I'm well, hoping that you do. I'm hoping that I do as well. That, that, that seems like it would be a good plan. Yeah, I'm along. I'm uh, along for the ride. <laughs> uh, uh, as I think a lot of people know, but probably not enough, that uh, today is Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. June 19th uh, commemorates the, the actual effectual uh, ending of slavery in the United States mm-hmm. uh, a few years after the Emancipation Proclamation, which only uh, actually covered the states that were in rebellion, uh, the Confederacy. So after that was done and after the Civil War, it took uh, for things to really take hold. Uh, outside this was the day that it reached it, like i think it reached texas right yeah in galveston texas the, there were union troops in there and they w- went through and, and uh, read the uh the emancipation proclamation uh and enforced it there up until that time uh it really hadn't taken root so texas was a little bit behind the war was actually already over but mm-hmm. uh had really where it had reached everywhere they didn't right. have cell phones there. right or facebook so at that time, uh, that was the effective ending of slavery in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, as, as we're seeing uh, a lot right now, uh, sort of in a, in, a, uh, in a microcosm of this, we've got a long way to go. We have a lot of issues to deal with. And, and I think more than issue of racism itself, which is obviously massive and huge, we are still dealing with the issue of bondage, just as we were then in official chattel slavery, slave trade type thing, not the same as the slavery we saw in ancient Israel. But the, the, the trafficking of human beings and treating of a particular uh, group of people uh, according to a category uh, as less than, than others. And that kept with us. But what has really, I think, stood out to me here is the bondage that we're still in. And it's the same bondage that we see in Scripture, the bondage to sin that isn't going away. You can't, you can't legislate sin out because it just exacerbates the problem. Right. We see that scripturally. We see that societally. Uh, that uh, Morgan Freeman was, uh, it's an older interview, and he said it more than once talking about how do you fix racism or how do you get better with it you stop talking about it that you stop referring to each other in those terms you stop looking at each other in those terms uh denzel washington has repeatedly said look this is racism as much as there are system issues let's not pretend that there aren't there there are issues of equity not equality but equity in 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 our society and in truthfully because humans are sinful and we have to deal with these things internally in the heart no amount of legislation will ever fix that and and that's a reality that that we have to recognize took care of the slavery issue 
with the, the executive order in 1963, but it didn't take hold until much later. And even after that, the hearts of people didn't change. So you can't legislate love. You can't force people by some law to, to get better. And then you look at today, we have dealt with in the legal system uh, virtually everything. You'll never have everything correct because humans are flawed. So human systems are flawed and human laws are flawed. But but the the actual structural systemic issues that we have had uh, throughout the generations have been removed for some time. The, none of that actually fixes the heart. And if wrong, then you have the best, most perfect laws there are, and they will still have to be enforced. They will still have to be uh, acted upon by flawed, sinful human beings who, if they're still harboring hate and bigotry in their hearts, will always get that wrong. So as we uh, look at Juneteenth, which, by the way, I feel very strongly should be a national holiday, mm -hmm. uh, it, it is a celebration not only of the freedom of those with more melanin than others, it, it is a celebration, if you will, of the movement toward getting it right. Uh, it's a bigger, bigger thing than probably we want to deal right. with in the five minutes we've got left, right. left in our podcast. But sort of show a picture of what, what we're looking at in Acts chapter 12. Uh, this is the celebration of freedom from bondage, uh, of unjust bondage in particular. And as we look at, at Acts chapter 12, uh, that's basically what is happening again. The church has experienced a period of uh, peace, uh, from uh, you know, freedom from persecution since Saul's conversion. So only minor things, uh, small-scale things were there. Uh, without question, there was still bigotry and prejudice against the church, um, but it was not the, the big, uh, if I can use the term, systemic oppression uh, that, that had been seen previously. Now in chapter 12 we see uh, that it, it, it starts back up again. 12 verse 1 says it was about this time after they, uh, after they had established the, um, the church in Antioch and the disciples uh, had, had uh, to take up a collection to help those in need during the famine. Now it was around that time after this fast forwarding that King Herod arrested some who belonged to the church, intending to persecute them. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. When he saw that this pleased the Jews, which notice here we're seeing in this New Testament book, so many years ago, 2,000 years ago, still this picture uh, of you know, governing by polling data, so to speak. You know, he's, he does this wicked thing, sees that a significant contingency uh, of those in power around him are pleased by this wicked thing. So then he says, hey, let's do more of that. Uh, he proceeded to seize Peter also. He doesn't even specify why he does that. We recognize, obviously, the reason he does is specifically because Peter uh, is the spokesperson for the church. Specifically, these people are being persecuted because they belong to Christ. Uh, and so uh, 
when this happens, he puts him in prison. And as we move through the story, he's got him held there, planning to bring him to trial after after Passover, because it happens right before, the day before. <clears throat> but while Peter is in prison, uh, and, and he's got he's sleeping between two soldiers, he's got sentries at the guard. There there are uh, four squads of four soldiers each guarding him. So you got sixteen guys guarding. Uh, soldiers guarding this prison cell and in the middle of the night before he's supposed to go to trial an angel of the lord verse 7 appeared and light shone in the cell he struck peter on the side and woke him up quick get up he said and the chains fell off peter's wrists and so he he goes out this uh this jailbreak so to speak and uh herod uh herod comes to realize this he cross-examines the guards and orders that they be executed. So Herod's a nice guy, right? Um, but when Peter goes and shows up at, at the home of the believer, he goes to the house of Mary, who is the mother of John Mark, or, or John also called Mark, uh, who happens to be the writer of the Gospel of Mark, also happens to be somebody we're going to see significantly coming up in stories involving Saul and Barnabas or Paul and Barnabas. Anyway, he gets there. Uh, they don't believe it's him. They, they show their, uh, their traditions, their beliefs at the time that, that uh, some folks still believe uh, that there is uh, an angel assigned to each, uh, each person. And so they believed even that the, the angel may look like or resemble the person. And so when, they hear the knocking at the I door. I went to a Catholic think, college. You don't have to tell me this. <laughs> so you've been you've been through this, right? So uh, they believe this must be his angel. It couldn't be right. Peter, even though they're praying for Peter's release, right? So they're praying for his release. They're praying for all of these things. Then when God answers, they're like, uh, no, it couldn't be that. Anyway, here he is. Uh, he shows up and has has them tell uh, James and the brothers about it. And then he leaves for another place. So as we see what's going on here, I think this is one of those stories that, that we can real easily turn into our promise from God that he'll deliver us from every trouble and every trial. Well, that's mm-hmm. clearly not how this works considering we start out with, uh, with James, the brother of John being put to death by the sword. So that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> that's right. a significant issue because if God's promise is to deliver us from all of our trials, people will do that with Psalm 91 and, and they'll see these uh, promises or in these prayers that, that David is praying on behalf of Israel and God is, uh, is watching over Israel and will protect them. And uh, these things that God's doing, we take, individual pieces of scripture and we we fail to look at the context we fail to see how this fits into the whole picture and we begin to apply things that god doesn't promise to us as if they are promises i'm here to tell you god is not going to take away every bit of injustice from your life he is not going to deliver you from every difficulty of your life but we see principles here that demonstrate he can when he wants to if he can, when he wants to, then why doesn't he? And that's where we have to look at the problem of evil at times. That's something that, that, that far too many Christians don't 
wrestle with and find the, the biblical answers for or the theological answers for. And therefore, when we get to a place where, uh, where people struggle um, because they haven't, you know, they haven't come to terms with that themselves, we're not equipped. We're not ready to give an answer. So when we see a story like this, we have to look at the whole picture of, of what is it that's going on here? What this, this jailbreak happens and it's not promised that everybody that ever goes to prison is, is going to get sprung. That doesn't even happen to Peter, who is eventually put to death for his faith. That doesn't happen throughout the book. It happens here for God's purposes. But ultimately, in every case, God works for the good of those who love him. So in this case, what God does is good for Peter. It's good for the cause of the church. It's good for the cause of Christ. That was not how he saw everything to serve his purposes. So ultimately, if we're going to align our thoughts with with God, we need to desire his will above our will, just as Jesus did right before he went to the cross. I think that's a good uh, teaser (laughs) or, you know, for what we're going to talk more about on Sunday. Um, I think that, you know, tying into what we what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, you know, it's funny, again, we've mentioned this a few times over the last few weeks. It's not uh, not a coincidence that that these things are still so relevant today uh, right. and that we're having the same discussions or, or similar discussions that can tie into it. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's important that we're in this this chapter in this section right now and we can continue to talk about it and see how it uh, reflects our reality today. Amen. So we will. uh go over that on sunday um do you have anything else <laughs> i feel weird talking on the phone i feel like we should say something else there there are lots and lots of things but we probably should let that lie for now all right we will do that but uh yeah be sure to uh we're still not meeting in person uh at real life we are still doing the live stream on sunday mornings and you can check that out on facebook or uh youtube um, or our website uh, at around 10.04 a.m. I think, is it Facebook or YouTube that, that makes you start? Or if we're doing it live, we can start whenever we want. So <laughs> right. So we'll start around 10.04 a.m. Um, so be sure to tune in there. And, uh, well, we're still trying to get back together as soon as we can, with everybody being as safe as possible. So we will be sure to let you guys know when that, when that happens. Um, until then. Uh, feel free to watch the live streams and the recording of the sermon will be available afterwards. So other than that, we will, uh, if you have any questions, as always, let us know. And other than that, we will catch you guys next week. Looking forward to it. All right. Thanks, Rich. Thank you. Bye. Bye.